Hey everybody, this is Tiffany Carlson and I'm so excited about this podcast for June because I think all of us are thinking about going outside and getting outdoors and you know finally getting out of our stupid houses if you live in the northern climates like I do here in Minnesota. So I decided to do an adaptive camping podcast. So we brought on three people with spinal cord injuries and they're all guys this month which is not not a bad thing but aha uh-huh. we have Jason, Ty and Greg and I want to say hello to all of you. Hey guys. Oh man, this is so cool. So I know it's a busy kind of afternoon kind of podcast. We're kind of fitting in. So I thank you so much for joining me. And so let's start by maybe having each of you um, just do a brief introduction, like your name, where you're from. You don't have to do your last name, but, and just, yeah. Um, And then you can maybe tell us how you were injured if you don't mind. So let's start with Jason. Well, uh, yeah, I was injured in my own swimming pool. Uh, in my backyard, I was having a party. I was 31 at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the father of two. I was married at the time. Oh, yeah. uh, I was had just been hired as a chef instructor at my alma mater. Okay. Hadn't even started with my first class yet, so that was a little bit disconcerting. What? Yeah, that's rough. But uh, I'm a C6, okay. and uh, after 14 years, I'm proud to say I'm independently living alone. Wow, that's not easy. I'm a C6 quad, and I have and I have caregivers. So bravo, that's awesome. And sorry, where do you live again? I live in uh, the Adirondack Mountains of Ooh. upstate New York. Ooh. About an hour from Canada and about an hour from Vermont. Wow, that must be beautiful out there. Awesome. So, very cool. Yeah. So, how about you, Greg? Where are you from? What's your What's your details? <laughs> I'm in Bay City, Michigan. It's right about the middle of the Lower Peninsula of Michigan. Okay. I was injured in August 2007. Okay. I was on my motorcycle on the way to the gym, and mm-hmm. a gentleman going about twice the speed limit through some stop signs. We kind of crossed paths and. I ended up underneath his truck, so I'm a T10 complete. Okay. And that was from 2007. I think I said that already. All right, so you're going on 12 years there, and so you're a father. You're a father, right? I have stepkids. I'm recently divorced. Okay. Well, I saw your photos online. I was like, oh, he looks. You looked adorable with the kids. That's why I had to ask. Oh, all right. Well, I'm sorry. So, all right. So, hey, Ty, how about you? I am a, I'm a C5. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got injured in uh, February 2009. Okay. Uh, we had uh, me and my girlfriend at the time and a couple of friends had just uh, taken a load of trash to the dump, and we were uh, returning home. And mm-hmm. uh, this was in western Kansas where I grew up. Okay. And all the roads, or most of the roads out there, are... Uh, gravel and dirt and uh, we hit uh, some washboards on this uh, gravel road and uh, flipped the truck and I was ejected. Uh, I I was 17 at the time. I I had uh, just turned 17 a week uh, prior to our accident. um, Yeah, so you know, as a stupid teenager, I didn't have a seatbelt on and (laughs) and was ejected and uh, from there I went and did my my rehab at uh, Madonna Rehab Facility in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. Wow. So everyone has some crazy stories. That's like, I guess, the spinal cord injury world, though. Most of us don't just injure our spinal cords in a nice, tidy way, do we? OMG. No. Okay. Well, that's so cool. I've noticed all of us are kind of in climates where we have more of a four-season kind of 
you know, world. So I think that, don't you know, so camping is especially, you know, kind of nice or special, you know, when it finally, the season happens. And so I, you know, in Minnesota camped a lot when I was a girl before my injury. And after my accident, it was kind of like, I didn't really think it was possible and, and until I dated this guy who introduced me to it. But for me, it was not that easy. I, what was your initial kind of reaction to camping again? Did you think it was something you could do or were you like, no, not going to even go there? Anybody can start. Well, uh, for me, um, I, I really, mm -hmm. I wanted to get back into the outdoors immediately after I got hurt and okay. I was in the, uh, in the hospital for about six months roughly mm -hmm. and uh, as soon as I got home it was like you know uh, right back into hunting and hiking and, oh, and camping yeah. and things that I, that I really love to do mm -hmm. um, and I think I did my my first like true camping trip uh, about a year after I got hurt a year and a half after I got hurt okay. and uh, uh, you know I just uh, I really it was a whole learning experience <laughs> after, after that. I, well, um, I bet it was but, really different, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's a lot harder to worry about getting out of a chair and the bathroom needs and all that than it was prior to getting hurt when all you had to worry about was if you had a sleeping bag and a tent. Absolutely. That's the number one thing. Did you, well, for your first camping post-injury, did you guys choose a, uh, this somewhere new or have you got, did you go somewhere that was more accessible? I, I always wonder where you pick, people pick their spots. Are you very particular about that? Um, the first camping trip after I got hurt, I, we didn't pick any place in particular uh, as far as accessibility. Actually, we went to a place that uh, it didn't have electric, it didn't have pavement, oh, wow. it didn't have anything. Wow. It was just kind of, yeah, we're just going to go out cool. and, and try this. And, oh uh, uh, you know, uh, it was an adventure, and uh, I lived, so I could say it was a, a successful <laughs> adventure. Okay, uh, and you're, you use a power chair or a manual chair, Ty? Um, at the time, I actually had a chair with... Um, Emotion wheels, oh, wow. um, okay. but recently I've actually switched to the Grip Freedom chair, and that that's really helped uh, as far as camping and hiking and things. Okay, can you tell us more about that chair? I I don't think I've heard of that. Yeah, it uh, it actually uses um, it. It's kind of like a bike. On mm -hmm. uh, each wheel, it's got a chain, um, and it's got one uh, stationary freewheel in the front that, oh. that stays on all the time. Wow. And Okay. You crank it, uh, it's got uh, cranks that come up uh, by, on each wheel that you use to uh, go forward with. Um, oh and it was something that I was kind of concerned about, you know, as a quad, uh, my strength, I was right. going to be able to do it or not. Yep. And, um, but it's actually, uh, it's actually very easy uh, for me. I don't have any issues at all on getting around to different camping locations and things. Um, really? It's, it's a huge <sighs> life saver. Yes, absolutely. That's a great tip. So, what can you say the name of that chair again, just so people can hear that? Yes, yeah, it's uh, it's called the Grit Freedom Chair. Oh, the Grit, yeah, the Grit. I've seen that online. That's a crazy looking chair. It looks really cool, yeah. though. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So, how about you guys, uh, Greg and Jason? Do you guys use the same kind of what kind of wheelchair do you use to get out outside? My everyday chair. I've got a Quickie Q7, and it's uh -huh. got. Um, a four-link suspension on it, okay. which is really nice for rough terrain. And with my quick-release wheels, I have a, a set of knobby tires, some Kendas, mm -hmm. 
that I can get through all kinds of grass, dirt, sand, snow, cool. really anything. And I, I use a freewheel in oh, the yeah. front, okay. and that makes a, a huge difference. Okay. And our, this freewheel attachment, it just came out like, what, four or five years ago, right? Yeah, that, I think that's about how long I've had mine. Man, it seems like it's changing everybody's life when they're going outside. I mean, what did you do before you had that, right? Was it just way different? Well, I actually, um, I talked my insurance company into getting me a separate outside chair. Okay. Um, fortunately, I was hit by a guy uh, who paid his insurance bill. We're a no-fault state in Michigan. Oh, so good. Okay, nice. His, his insurance takes care of everything related to my injury. And I got an um, extra chair, and that was the chair that was meant to have the knobby tires that I used okay. on my Q7. Cool. And but it had the swing away footrest. The only way to accommodate the bigger tires was to um, have the swing away footrest, kind of like the hospital style chair. And oh, yeah. it was just too big, no. bulky, and it changes your balance, and it's so different. It's like going from driving a sports car oh. to jumping in a tank. Oh yeah, you feel totally not like yourself either. That's not fun. That thing's up in the garage, and it's got about eight years of dust on it ever since that uh, three-wheel came out. Oh, man. I, I haven't been using That's amazing. That's, I think it's crazy. So, okay, so now this freewheel stuff. So as a quad, I use a power chair. So so when you're pushing through this, you can just get through over over the grass and gravel and just pretty much anything outside, huh? It's crazy. The thing that I like about it is that with it being so far out in front of you, mm-hmm. it makes it harder for you to flip over backwards. Okay. So you can focus more of your balance on just pushing forward instead of trying to flip over backwards because, nice. Nice. you know, it kind of counterbalances you so you can put your back up against your backrest and sit a little bit more upright instead of trying to lean forward and present, prevent yourself from tipping. Cool. Because I don't, I don't use wheelie, wheelie bars or anything like that. All right. Willy bars. Who uses those, right? Okay. Jason. Hey, Jason. So you are interesting to me. You live up in the Androndacks, which means, and I know you're, don't you work at like a campground or something like that, a state park? Yeah, actually, the, the, the uh, I use a power chair. Right. And the only camping experience I have is at this campground. Ooh. Uh, it's called, it's called John Dillon Park. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, set aside as an endowment through international paper cool. and it's managed by the college that I went to that's 15 minutes from my house okay and uh, they have a whole forest recreation program okay. and so it has uh, there's nine different lean-tos I don't know if you guys know what a lean-to is or not. I want you to describe it because maybe some people don't know who's listening well it's it's like a three-sided structure it's all open in the front and, and the, the, the it's got an overhang in the, in the front of it it's keeps you totally protected but oh, then yeah. you still have the view of the outside yep yep i know those it's, yeah they're they're very cool um yeah. but uh it's a very adirondack thing and <laughs> these are the only ones that i know of that have they have gravel ramps that go up into them that's crazy um, nice yeah yeah and they're staffed they're staffed by forestry students that uh okay. bring you firewood and they'll what? bring your gear to your site and uh Fun. and they're on call i mean it's 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 kind of like supported but at the same time it's it's out in the wilderness this is nice this is really nice for someone that's not really sure about full-on getting on the ground camping so you, in this lean-to is there a, a cot situation happening yeah, they actually have sleeping platforms that are just the right height to, to uh, transfer onto. Oh, my gosh. Um, that sounds nice. Like I said, I use mm-hmm. a power chair. So to be able to just show up with, you know, a sleeping bag and a pad and something to eat, 
you yeah. know, they bring everything there for this you. This is crazy. What? So it, mm-hmm. it, it makes it it makes it really easy like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to a board meeting um, mm-hmm. this past October and found out mm-hmm. that they only had a seven percent participation rate of people in chairs. Oh, that's terrible. And so mm-hmm. I, the next six months, I put together. Uh, PowerPoint presentation and said, you know what? I have all these great ideas on how I can get people here. So then they hired me. Ooh, really? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. And I'm actually about to go out for the first time this year tomorrow. Okay. Okay. This is great. So you're going to, are you going to go to rehab facilities and talk about what you guys offer or where are you going? Oh, I want to spread out all over. Uh, we're in a pretty remote area where I live in the Adirondack Park. It's uh, six million acres. Oh, wow. But it's sixty. It's sixty percent forever wild, and there's a lot of restrictions on industry and stuff like that. Okay. So it's it's a very rural uh, spot. I went to rehab in Vermont, actually, which is about about an hour and a half from here. Okay. And it wasn't specific for uh, for uh, spinal cord injuries yeah. in any sense of the word. They hadn't seen a C six at all. Oh no. And so mm-hmm. I was kind of there experiment too, Jeez. you know. That's not, enough. that's not a good rehab experience, really. You do not want that. What? Well, I, they didn't push me, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. Did it go okay? I mean, they learned along with you, I yeah. guess. Oh, okay. no, they were very compassionate, and okay. uh, I actually, I actually had a, a, a near-death experience, mm-hmm. epiphany type of thing when I had my accident, and okay. came out with a very positive attitude, and Ooh. grateful to be alive, and all oh, those things. Oh, really? So. Ooh. Okay. That, that helped out a lot. That's a whole other podcast, but now that you mention that, I'm going to put that in the back of my mind because that's crazy. I like hearing those stories. So next time for that. Okay, so I think this is great. So we have really a, a really wide perspective of camping people on the show, which I think is really great. So I'm trying to think. I think if we had the, a live audience and we had at questions, I bet you a lot of people are probably really curious about the kind of tents you guys use, Ty and Greg specifically. So why don't you guys maybe talk about like some of the tents and how you guys you know sleep at night and that kind of thing? I grew up camping. It was something that, as far back as I can remember, mm-hmm. uh, my family we did as a huge. I mean, my grandparents, cousins, we got a, a few different campsites right next to each other. Same place every year. Okay. Um, it's not the same campground I go to now. There's one that I go to where they have a rustic area and then they have like an RV area that's got the nice bathrooms and showers and stuff. And obviously if you're disabled, you know, you're not getting up in the outhouse and going (laughs) days without showering. So they allow you to kind of sneak over and use the facilities, which is really nice. But I have, uh, the tent that I have is just a standard four person Coleman tent. Okay. Um, I, kind of pride myself on being a bit of a problem solver so I knew I wanted to go camping I couldn't get any of my friends or anybody to go with me so I just decided I'm just going to go by myself so I've got my tent out in my yard and I practiced a couple times setting it up it was really no problem okay Uh, I had to run it over a couple times with my chair to get the (laughs) poles into the tent but is one one thing that I'm very conscious of is when you go to back up, mm-hmm. but to get off of it, mm-hmm. I wheelie a little bit so that my front casters don't spin around and wrap uh, the tent material up. I was worried about tearing it. That's a so good tip. Be, yeah. You do have to get on top of it, make sure you're on soft ground, yes. and be real conscious of what your front casters are doing. Right, you don't want to put that. I was gonna say you just don't want to you just don't want to put a hole in that tent because you can't. It's, those are those holes are really hard to patch. Yeah. 
they are. I, I usually mm -hmm. toss them if I get a big enough pair. Yeah. So. But I, I use just a regular cot. I mean, there's a bit of a balancing act mm -hmm. getting on and off of oh. it if I have too much weight on the edge. Okay. I don't think I've fallen too many times, but cool. I, um, I, I really don't do a whole lot of special yeah. stuff as far as adaptive things for, for camping, regular tent, regular okay. sleeping bag, yeah. cot. Um, the cot, though. Obviously, things take me a little bit longer and right. a little bit harder to do than they used to be, but... It's the point of being out and doing it. Yeah, that's the point. I know. Don't you feel at post-injury that being outside in the woods is extra, it feels more enjoyable? I feel like it's more fulfilling. I don't know. I do. It, it is. I love it. I mean, I grew up in northern Michigan, actually, and Ooh. we were, it, it, my backyard, we had mm. 10 acres, and I no didn't way. have friends or neighbors for miles, <sighs> so I would just go out and play in the woods, climbing mm. trees. I, made my own little campsite and I would spend the weekends out there by myself if I have to. Oh, fun. Friends would come over. Wow. I talked my little sister into staying out with me one time and we didn't get any sleep because all night long every little twig <laughs> and branch was, Greg, did you hear that? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. What a, what, a, what a childhood. That's amazing. And so post-injury, you're like, I'm still doing this. I don't care. And you just put yourself out. So have you ever had any, like, weird situation where you're like, I don't know, you got stuck anywhere? Or has it been pretty smooth sailing in a wheelchair camping? Nothing like, or, like, because I always um, feel like people can learn from, like, a bad situation. Which is why I'm asking, like, you know, oh, shit. And then, okay, I, I got this, you know. Well, part of growing up in the woods mm -hmm. and up north like that is I've also got a big off-road truck. That was one thing that we, I mean, we would leave school on our lunch breaks to go hit the mud holes in the trails. Ugh, fun. So I get a little bit overconfident and adventurous either with my truck or with my chair. Yeah. And I've just got to make sure that if I'm going to do something to where I'm going to get stuck, I can get out of it. I've Absolutely. had times where... I've actually had to transfer around to the ground, yep. reposition my chair, and then transfer back up into it to wow. get myself unstuck from <laughs> mud and sand and stuff uh, that I knew I was taking a risk, yeah, but yeah. you have to be prepared. Uh, well, you know, um, I have a winch on my truck. Okay. So I, I, I take risks, but I, I, I don't think that I, I push the limits to where I'm just going to be sitting out in the woods a week waiting for someone to stumble across me and help me get unstuck. <laughs> How old are you again? <laughs> Uh, I just turned 36. All right. Hey, you know what? You're living. That sounds fun. I like adrenaline, and that's, that's great. And so do you ever do winter camping, by the way, up there in Michigan, or are you like, no? I've done it a couple times. I've, I've shoveled snow to uh, put a tent up. Okay. And, I mean, as long as you dress for it and you can find dry firewood that wasn't wet before it froze, you're pretty good. Um, it's hard to buy firewood in the winter time yeah, um, yeah. not a lot of people are selling it like they do in the summer That's crazy. but if you plan for it like anything else if you plan for some winter camping trips you can have a stockpile of wood to take with you that's so cool Ugh, wow you really have a ton of like real like you know smoky like robinson up in the woods kind of thing like i i, I that to me is crazy i don't think i could do rustic camping like you do but um how about you um Ty, how, do you use tents too and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, my, I've tried several different tents um, since I got hurt. And uh, my favorite, I actually have a Kelty four-person tent. That's uh, something that I really wanted to be conscious of when I go camping is having the vestibule, which is, uh, it's like the, when you put your rain fly on, it comes down and yeah. uh, 
covers over the front door, uh, basically, uh, of the tent. So you can, uh, there's a small area I can keep my chair. So if it snows or rains or anything like that, uh, my tent or uh, my chair isn't going to get wet um, while I'm, while I'm sleeping. And uh, uh, for me, I, when I camp, I just use a regular sleep mat on the ground uh, and a sleeping bag. Um, I have fallen out of my chair uh, enough times to know how to get back into it because, uh, (laughs) With all the outdoor stuff I do, um, falling out of your chair is, is just, it's going to happen. Right. So figuring out how to get back into it is something I learned uh, very early on. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and as far as uh, equipment goes, like yeah. the one thing that I would be very conscious of when you're, um, when you're getting ready to go out is set all your uh, equipment up, set your tent up, set all that up okay. prior to going out, set it up in your yard or in your living room or wherever you need to. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I'm fortunate enough, my wife goes with me everywhere when we go do this stuff. Yeah. And uh, if I get in a situation, mm-hmm. I know she's there to, to help, but, um, you know, I don't want to burden her any more than I, than I have to. Yeah. Um, but uh, her and I, we, we, you know, done some things that, uh, have been adventurous and fun, and but you know, we like I said before, we made it out alive, and <laughs> that's what I guess that's what matters. Do you ever, um, do you guys ever go like uh, deep into like uncharted territory, or do you go to campsites? Like, where do you guys like um, to go? For me, I don't, I, I don't really go to campsites. Mm-hmm. Um, our areas that we go to are dispersed camping mostly. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's. Uh, like I said, I currently live in Ohio. I grew up in western Kansas, so Fun. I've yeah. been, you know, Colorado, Wyoming, yeah, yeah. Nebraska, and, um, you know, to go to places that aren't, that don't have any people there, yeah. that's kind of my, that's kind of my goal. <laughs> and with your wheelchair, you can just pretty much go where you want to, so you don't need to worry about it being all accessible and everything, which is great. Right, right. Yeah. right. With, with uh, the grit freedom chair, it, that I don't have to worry about really anything uh, as far as accessibility and things Mm. like that I've had you know where I'm going through six eight inches of mud and not having any issues Um, so you know that kind of thing that and uh, for me being a quad having a chair that I don't have to rely on batteries or anything like that you know charging or getting wet or anything like that it's that's huge. You know, I was asked by the grit people if I wanted to demo one, and I was like, yeah, that looks way too hard to push. So is it pretty yeah. – how hard is it to, to maneuver? Uh, it's, for me, it's, it's not too hard. It took a little getting used to, you know, a couple mm-hmm. weeks of, of, you know, figuring out exactly how to sit and, and okay. if I was going to use the seat cushion that came on it or if I just use uh, the one off my chair. And I actually use the one off my chair. It's more comfortable for me. Yeah, um, it's a good idea. And, you know, it, it's like it's like anything um, with you doing physical activity. It does take, you know, getting in shape and things like that. But um, it's something that I, I've been absolutely – uh, shocked by the amount of places I'm able to go and the that's things I'm huge. able to do independently. I don't need any help doing it, and for me, that's that's a big thing. Do you ever take it in the water? Yes. Uh, actually, uh, where I live now in Ohio, we it it's, it rains a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, this year especially. And all of our hiking trails around here are covered in mud and water, and uh-huh. I've had it uh, through stuff that uh, a lot of people didn't think I could get through. Uh, I had my cousin with me uh, a couple times, and he's like, wow, 
you're doing this by yourself. I'm shocked. But, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. And then after you saw me go through a few mud holes, he didn't want help anymore. He said that you can do it by yourself. That's awesome. That's good. I was about to ask you guys, like fellow camper reactions, like when you're out and about camping, you know, and if you find some able-bodied campers, do they ever... Are they ever surprised at your ability to be out there camping? Are people are always curious and asking questions, or are they just kind of nod their head and move along? I find people to be really curious. Like, I have this look that I recognize for in people's face when I'm by myself. They look at me, <laughs> and then they look around for who's supposed to be with me and helping me out. And stuff. <laughs> I, can, I can see it in their eyes. <laughs> but but for, for the most part, you know, you, you run into... Uh, the people who they always want to ask if you need help, if you right. need anything, and yeah. nope, I'm fine, I got it. Yeah, well, you can come over in her, here and have a beer with me by the fire if you want to, though, right? Make some friends. Right. So, um, do you guys cook and stuff while you're out about camping, or do you bring your own food? What do you guys do? I'm a big, I'm a foodie, so I had to ask this question. I do a little bit of both. Well, I try to prepare a little bit so that when I get hungry, I don't have to cook every time. Okay. But, at night, usually for dinner or for breakfast, I like having at least one cooked meal a day. I love to cook over the fire. I think that's the best thing about camping, honestly. For me, it is. I've got a little mm. Coleman propane okay. uh, stove for cooking on, so I've uh, leaning over fires and trying to get oh. close to a raging fire. Oh, yeah, uh, you're right. Jeez, that's scary. It's, it's always a little mm. bit of a challenge. I haven't burned myself or anything, seriously, but... You, know, you have this vision before it happens, like, should I be doing this? Am I going to end up face down in a fire pit over a hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> you know, not worth it. You don't want that on your gravestone. That would not be a, yeah, no. Guys falling into a fire after a hot dog. <laughs> it must have been a good hot dog. I'm very fortunate. I'm very fortunate that uh, the chef that I worked with uh, before my accident goes with me, and oh. uh, he cooks up a storm oh yeah but at, at john dillon park they have uh accessible uh ada compliant fire rings mm. and they have a grill that will swing away so you can put your stuff on the grill and then swing it back over onto the fire that's They're cool really handy. i have seen those yeah. online before and i i've always wanted to encounter one at a state park in minnesota i don't think i've seen one before are these like really new and that's why they're only at your park or are they are they do you know uh, nationwide? i don't know they just put the ada compliant ones in uh okay. last year but before that they had they had hand fashioned some they were definitely that's cool. homemade welded but they worked very well mm. okay so i um so when you camp um jason do you have to bring a pca with you i'm just curious Bring a, what? A, a caregiver to help you if you you know sleep at night or you, you oh don't, well no no I don't you doing all your care. caregiver at all right you're telling me that earlier so you're just all by yourself uh, or you bring a friend with then huh just for fun that's crazy yeah well no mm -hmm. I definitely I got a crew actually okay uh, my my neighbor used to go with me uh, he just passed this past year but okay. um, I got a couple of friends that are that are all about it. Really? That's and, so uh, cool. My son as well. My son uh, just turned 19. Oh, he's man. He's been going with me for the past three years. So he's, yeah, he plays football too. So if I if I get in a pinch, he can pick me up and <laughs> put me wherever I need to be. <laughs> that is awesome. So when you get a lean-to, it's like you're renting out like this lean-to and then you get this whole kind of grassy area where your friends can pop their tents just so you have more room for your friends and whatever you mean. Well, each each of the sites uh, mm -hmm. uh, 
have pairs of lean-tos, um, uh, they're, they're separate from each other, so you can definitely stay, you know, okay. in each one. I always get two just mm. because I'll have friends over and stuff. But there's definitely spots for uh, to put your tents up and, and things like that. Okay, that's great. You know, I'll just, maybe you have to send some videos or photos to me so we can share yeah, them with everybody. I, I plan on taking. Okay. That's really fun. So this is, you didn't camp before your injury, though, right, Jason? Yes, I did, actually. Okay. I, was a, I was a Boy Scout, and uh, okay. the, the college that I went to had trails all over the place. I used to camp oh, while I was okay. there. Cool. Often. All right. So, what trails? Is there a lot of accessible trails up there in the Vermont Adirondacks? I was. I guess we should just maybe cover that as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a fair amount. Okay. I mean, there's definitely. Uh, it's a it's a very outdoor recreation area to begin with. Okay. Um, and. Yeah, there's definitely enough. All right. Well, the thing is, you know, I always get sad because the paved trails, you know, where you're in a power chair. So we're like the power chair people of this podcast. Uh So we're on the paved trails and I kind of would like to experience going off trail sometimes because I do miss walking and just really, you know, getting getting in the thick of things. But I don't know. Do you still find it's enjoyable just to roll on a paved path? Like, really? I don't know. I'm just confused. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's there's a mm-hmm. lot of different uh, what they call mm-hmm. seasonal limited use highways that yeah. go back into the woods around here that okay. are they're dirt, but they're they're well maintained enough yeah. so that you know you dodge the potholes and whatnot. Yeah. But out at out at John Doe Park, there's uh, there's over five miles of trails that are all they use Crusher Run. Okay. Which is uh, mm-hmm. which is like uh, it's crushed up granite and and when it packs down, it's just as good as Jeez. as pavement. Oh my gosh, that sounds fun! And, and then you can just drive over yeah, that. Yeah, and, and there's one trail in particular that goes two and a half miles out to another pair of lead twos that is, like you said, in the thick of things. Cool. Uh, yeah, to be to be in the middle of the woods like that was definitely priceless. Oh my gosh, have any of you guys been to like Yellowstone? Anyone? Yes, oh, I have. Yeah. Okay. What's the accessibility like out there? It's pretty good. Uh, um, it's far. To be honest, it's not some place I have stayed uh, because there's way too many people for me personally. Okay. That's just, um, but um, you know, I would imagine with the uh, the amount of visitors and things that they have, I don't think anybody would have any trouble right. um, getting around there. Okay. What well, do you have any like? I don't know. I was going to ask dream camping locations. Any of you guys want to share like out of the country, maybe somewhere you'd love to experience camping? I've had some friends do some backpacking across Europe, and they, um, in between all the hostels and hotels and places they stayed, some did some camping, and I don't remember exactly where it was. I'll have to get the information from them, but Mm -hmm. there is a lot of really, really nice places out in Europe. Yeah, and there's a lot of campgrounds, I've noticed, even in Europe, too. You don't really think about campgrounds when you're American thinking about Europe, but they're all over the place, too. If you want to do that right you don't you don't always throw a tent in a sleeping bag you don't but you know what when you're there you could go camping too would you do that that would be amazing i always um i i one time camped in winnipeg canada i can tell you guys i did that once when i was i and i had my boyfriend would like pick me up and then he'd put me into this tent and like put me down on an inflatable mattress and then when it was time to get up he'd like you know reach in there and pull me out and put me in my power chair and 
that was 15 years ago and I haven't gone camping since, but I really, I, you know, Winnipeg was really beautiful, a little bit cold that night in July. I was there for the folk festival there, kind of like a music thing, but I don't know. I think that is just one of those things that people in wheelchairs need to know more about getting out there and camping. So I feel like you guys could probably maybe share, do you have any kind of like hacks because I was wondering, you know, if you're out there and something doesn't work right, like what are some accessible hacks you might have for people, like for camping, maybe even before you leave, like things that would work well for anything, really? It's kind of a vague question. Um, but, mm -hmm. I carry, I carry uh, like multi-tools Okay. every once in a while. I make sure that if, um, I don't know how other people are with maintaining their own chair, yeah. but I make sure that I have a wrench it fits every bolt on my chair if anything comes loose or goes wrong. Oh, good idea. Um, I carry Fix-A-Flat because I've got flat tires before and in a bind it can help if you use pneumatic tires in your chair. Okay. It can help get you by wow. uh, until you can get it fixed. Wait, wait, you don't have um, gel-filled tires? You have air-filled tires? Wow. Yeah, I'm, because I... I uh, grew up working on cars. I've got a mud truck. I've got a race car. Oh, yeah. Tire pressure, being able to adjust it for different conditions. Totally. Is, uh, okay. It's, yeah, it's something. I know, I know it's not something everybody does, but it's uh, one of the things I've, I've learned and wow. figured out how to tune to make my ride a little bit cool. either more comfortable or e easier to get through certain terrain. Really? And that makes a big difference, huh? It does. Okay. And can you, have you ever, like, pushed your chair way up like a steep hill like really when you're camping like you know when you're in the woods and you're like oh there's a hill you ever try to go up something like that yeah. in your free will i do and that was one of the things that i was saying with it uh being out and helping you balance mm -hmm. that it, you can go up some things a little bit steeper than you would be able to go without because that's like, cool you know you're not trying to lean forward to counterbalance yourself that's awesome but going down is always always easier than than going up, mm -hmm. regardless of how you end up at the bottom. And do you ever do any like hunting and stuff while you're out there or fishing? Since you're kind of raised in the wilderness, I haven't really got back into the hunting and the fishing so much. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've got I've got rifles and I've got rods and reels, but um, with everything that I do, it uh, and when I go by myself. Mm -hmm. You know, collecting firewood and doing everything the way I do it kind of takes up a lot of time. So there's not a lot of time left for for fishing and uh, hunting's got to be done when it's in season. Yeah. And it's a lot of work uh, trying to get somebody motivated to go with you. Yeah. And if I do end up getting something and having to dress, you'll dress it and drag it back to the trip by myself. It's it's a lot of work. It is something that I've been wanting to do, and they do. Um, yeah. What do you want to call them? Like, like clinics around here where they, you know, they'll take people out yep. hunting and fishing to get back into it. You should do that. Um, I don't know what what the rest of the nation knows about my home state, but we get mm -hmm. a lot of tourism for camping and, and hunting oh. and uh, off roading and stuff like that. In Ohio, wilderness activities. Or in New Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, the UP yeah. especially. You guys are crazy up there. It's like a little community i saw this documentary about life in the up and it looked just awesome really cool it is yeah depending on what parts you're at up there it, it can be really nice it's, it's essentially canada <laughs> and is there any do you see is there other wheelchair users or are you kind of a rare occurrence up there 
I really don't run into a, a lot of other wheelchair users. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. when I'm in my when I'm in my cars, there's kind of like if you see someone driving the same car, you kind of have a, a particular wave or a nod, <laughs> and that's how it is around here when you see another wheelchair user. <laughs> um, you just there's a smile and a nod. You acknowledge each other, but we do that. I, I mean, I probably. I probably go months without seeing someone else in a chair. Wow, yeah, that's cool. So you decided just to, you stayed in your same town after your injury, right, Greg? You just like, yeah, this is where I love to be. Yeah, actually, I came. Um, I was in the military after high school. I, was, I went into the navy. Okay. Um, I grew up in northern Michigan with my dad, and my mom lives in the city that I live in now. Mm. So when I got out of the military. Uh, I didn't have a house or anything, and all of my family was here in this city, so I ended up here and just kind of been here. So and I still travel a lot up north where I grew up and visit everybody and get some camping in. And you guys, you always just mainly camp in the UP, right? You're not traveling outside of your state. No, I mean, in, in Michigan, you really, you can get to anywhere you need to go in like three to four hours at the most, too. How fun. It's the way it's shaped and the way our roads are, it's, it's not a very big state. So anywhere you want to go, you can make a, a day trip out of it. Are you going to be camping every weekend this summer? <laughs> I'm actually getting ready to go to New York this weekend, but oh. I just dusted the tent and everything off, and I am going to be going in the next month here. Yeah, finally, it is summer, you guys. I think, what, the summer solstice is like a couple days away. So I was going to ask before we kind of end the podcast if uh, Ty or Jason just want to talk about some of their summer camping plans. I think it'd be fun. What do you What do you guys plan for this summer? Anywhere cool? Uh, for me, uh, I plan on uh, going out to uh, northwestern Nebraska, okay. uh, doing a little camping out there, kind of get back into uh, the area that I really love, which is uh, the Great Plains, and okay. uh, get up pack the dogs up in the car and Fun. my wife and, and head out there for a week or so that wow kind of my yeah that's that's what i want to do you're gonna do a whole week what do you guys do during the day so do we do a lot of hunt or fishing and stuff or or just um it's uh, mostly hiking we okay. just like to get out and uh get, get out and hike and, and enjoy being outside and and let the dogs run and have a good time. And you go to a just open. You don't go to a state park, right? You guys just go to an area that you guys know and go. Uh, 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 yeah, it's uh, it's a it's uh, actually it's around Shadron. Okay. Uh, it's the national forest um, oh. that we that we go to and and get mm-hmm. out there and and like I said, usually uh, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people. There's more people obviously in the summertime, yeah. you know, getting out and, and enjoying it. But uh, for us, you know, just to get out in the wide open and and be able to see the stars at night, uh, that's definitely what we enjoy doing. Eh, plus, it's pretty romantic, that sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, Jason, how about you? I know your answer. You're going to be at Anirondacks, but are you going to be working there? Like, ever? Are you there every day? Or what's your situation like that? No, no. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's about uh, an hour and a half away from where I live. Okay. Um, but I, I do have two other trips planned, once in July and another one in August. Yeah. Um, I also I also want to add they they have a pontoon boat there that they'll yeah. take you out. Uh, you can fish out. There's a it's right on a lake. That's nice. Um, Roll right on. Also, being a fellow power chair user, you'd mm-hmm. like to know mm-hmm. they have uh, charging stations that they'll bring to your lean to so you can plug your chair. Are you kidding me? You. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going to the Adirondacks. I'm, I'm trying to plan something for August. I don't know where my camping thing might be uh, yet, but I kind of want to get out there too. And hey, do any of you guys have in the middle of the night while you're camping? Have you ever looked up at the sky and seen an alien spaceship? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. No, I'm not. I'm actually serious because I, in Minnesota, I have seen some crazy shit in the sky. I'm not kidding. I just like to ask people this since you're out and about a lot at night. Mm -hmm. Nothing weird. It's actually a I've been really interested in my whole life ever since I was really, and you know, I watch a lot of the documentaries. And yeah. anytime you can get away from the city and the light pollution of the bigger cities. Yep. And the sky's clear. Mm -hmm. um, just sitting back and watching things move. Like, is that a satellite? Was that uh, a shooting star? Sure. What am I looking at? Uh, I one time saw a star suddenly move and do a square movement and then go and then suddenly disappear. That was weird. So, that was many years ago, though. Oh, my gosh. So, anyways, you guys, I feel like this could be the end of the podcast. Do you have anything you all want to add or anything you didn't get a chance to say before we end the show? I don't think so. I think um, just yeah, uh, that comes to mind. okay, okay. Yeah, plan on mm. uh, you know keeping for me. Uh, I keep mm. uh, the slime in my tires because oh, like yeah. you guys were talking about yes. getting uh, getting a flat tire is, is never a good idea. So oh, making sure oh yeah, that, the green uh, tire slime. What is that? Yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, you could you yeah, fill it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Me, uh, oh, that's fine. Uh, what what it does is. Uh, actually put it in the tube of your tire mm -hmm. and then uh if there's a puncture it will actually seal the hole oh, okay um, so yeah that's uh that's nice you know, obviously if you're gonna be, yeah if you're gonna be out and and have the opportunity to puncture uh, the tire in the tube um then it will uh, help prevent that where do you okay and can you say that again and where do you buy that so people know that uh, it's, uh, it's called Tire Slime. You can buy it anywhere, Walmart, any okay. place like that has it. Uh, it's usually in the uh, bike department, you know, around bike tires and bike tubes and things like that. Cool. And, um, yeah, it's green, and you can't miss it. And once you get in the, in the bike department, it's a That's big crazy. green bottle. See, I didn't know that, and I've been paralyzed a lot longer than all of you guys. That's a good tip. That's a really good tip. Just awesome. Just be aware that if you, if you change your own tires and inner tubes, yeah. Yeah. That stuff yeah. is in there, and you can it gets on you. It's a little sticky, but okay. It, yeah. mm -hmm. Sometimes it's it's worth it to. Uh, I I don't put it in like they recommend. Just put it in, and you'll never know if you have a flat. I actually I wait until I have a flat because that way I know that I did something to get a flat. And yeah. then if I don't get a flat the next time I change my tires, I don't have the mess. That's a good idea. That's, a, that's super smart. Well. I think that's probably one of the better tips we've got for today. I think because you can't go in there with a flat tire. One time I had a, a nail in my tire when I had a air tires and it was perfectly placed and I was able to roll indefinitely until I removed it. Has that ever happened to you guys? We just kind of leave it there and hope for the best? Yeah. Yep. I had a metal mm -hmm. shaving. I uh, mm -hmm. work for, I run my family's uh, commercial janitorial business and we were cleaning a shop floor that had metal shavings everywhere mm. and they were razor sharp and I had a couple curly shavings <laughs> stabbing in my tire and I, it was still holding air so I left it there yeah. until the job was done <laughs> changed them when got <laughs> sometimes it's gotta do wheelchair wheelchair life well, you guys, this is awesome. I want to thank you so much for talking about your personal camping experiences. It's 
I think encouraging for anyone that's newly injured to hear about your stories, knowing that it's you guys make it sound pretty easy. Whatever you know your situation is, Jason and Greg and Ty, you're all kind of doing something a little different. But I think it was really awesome for you guys to, yeah, share share your world with the with the internet. So thank you again. Um, and yeah, and if you have any links or anything or photos you'd like to share with our podcast community, please let me know, and we'll share that with the podcast. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys. Have a great summer and safe camping. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye, guys.